Hi family, this is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the Word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. Thank you this morning for this opportunity. Now, God, there's a word that you would have us to know. Speak to all of our hearts. God, we have prayed for answers and you have given them to us. Help us, God, to not be so selfish that we do not take heed to the answers that you've given us. Now, speak to us. Somebody in this room right now, God, is not knowing really what to do next. And here we are at a crossroad of our lives. We get a chance to reload. Thank you for our visitors that are here and for members that are online right now and still walking back into this building. Little by little, but taking great steps of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Through the Inspiring Body of Christ Church. On behalf of Sister Rush, Christian, Caden, our family, those that are on the internet, those of you who constantly support this ministry, those who have been sick and afflicted, to Sister Barbara Hall, who's listening passionately with her daughters, Charlene and Joanne from New Orleans as she has been hospitalized and already experiencing recovery. To Terry Griffin, whose sister passed this week and is grieving, yet still in the word of God this morning. Kathy Haley, whose father passed and is still with us today. Kathy is still pressing forth as we prepare to bury her father this week to my nieces and nephews, fun kids, to old Uncle Patrick, still walk around. <laughs> Sharon, Terry, Dennis, and to Christian in her absence again. Thank you all for being in church today. Can you please help me to tell somebody I didn't die last night? <laughs> See, some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all don't get that. Some of y'all, that'll hit you at your next funeral. I didn't die. Now, the devil had plans on taking me out. Yeah, yeah, some of you came, came close to it a few times, but we don't know about it. To Ryan and Megan, the prayers for their grandbaby. I want to speak into that camera to them. They're in the hospital in Fairfield right now and say to them, that baby is 
fine, excellent, healed with no symptoms. Mark God's word on it right now. Grandpa Brian Coleman got your message. Fear not. Two words, fear not. Satan has a lot of scare tactics. See, you got one thing on your side. You're a tither. And God promises, according to our tithes and our offering, that he'll cover our children. Satan's going to send all kinds of smoke screens to see who's going to believe his lies or God's truth. Your fear or your faith will speak at this moment. And backing you strongly with our faith, we say that baby will be alive, healthy, and well. And walk in these aisles and bothering folk to try to make them sit back down soon. So it is done. It is finished. All is well. Have faith in God. It is done. That is a word from God. Thank you for being a part of communion today. Thank you for that. I uh, want to start this message today. And the message is kind of simple. Hey, Robin, thank you for being in church today again. Wow, it's great to see you in the, in the voice. It's, it's excellent. Sister Layla Williams, home recovering from knee surgery. She's doing really good. Bending her knees and moving quite a bit. Can anybody remember what, as a child, you used to get in trouble about the most? Anybody want to raise your hand? Now, now, as people are coming to church, we're, you know, brows are thin, but it's full, so we're okay. But we, we, we're a personable church here. We talk a lot to, to the ushers. They, they're not going to take you out if you holler out something as long as it's decent. <laughs> Thank God for our ushers and those women and our fellowship team that are on hospitality. Man, you're looking good this morning. And oh, before I get to that question, how about our praise team representing our living sound this morning? Choir didn't sing this morning. They'll be back next week. But ooh. The blood still works, and the blood works two services early in the morning. That, that, that blood gets to flowing early in the morning, but to make that blood work second service. Amen. Thank you all so much for being there. Um, so it, does anybody remember what you got in trouble about the most growing up? Mm, Sister Dickerson. Not doing what you were told, okay? Charity. Talking too much. Eunice. Saying the wrong thing all the time. <laughs> okay, okay. there's someone there. I can't see. Somebody in the hat there. I, I see you. Did that voice come out of that hat? Okay, so I see the hand wave. Lying, okay? Somebody said being with my friends. Okay, that was, you got in trouble by being with your friends? That's messed up. <laughs> you had some jacked up friends, dude. Okay, yes, fight. Crying. Fighting. Going to bed without washing dishes. Y'all had dishes? You had a bed? Praise the Lord. Y yes, ma'am. You, you couldn't get home before the street lights came on. You, you just, ha, ha. Okay, and? Talking back. See, okay, and one more right there in the aisle. Deke, Usher. Not, resp not responding when your parents talk. You hear me talking to you? <laughs> Say something. I'm trying. Why are you talking back? You told me to shut up. You're going to be sassing me. Quit looking right. Couldn't get it right, man. We could not get it. 
And, and everybody through all generations have the same pattern, getting in trouble. Sometimes that's why people had a problem with church, because church was a place that we had to be on our what? Best behavior. Anybody ever told this line, when we go in church, don't ask, I mean, not church, in the store. Don't ask for nothing. Don't touch nothing. Don't. Was there a parent, because you're not going to get nothing. Well, why are we in this store? You remember, your, did your mom ever say something to you like this? Stop acting like you don't get to go nowhere. We don't. <laughs> there were times when parents raised us. We loved our parents. And then, you know what? If we could just tell the truth a little bit, not be transparent like that kind of truth, but just there were times when we couldn't stand our parents. Yeah. We would be, they'd make us mad, and we'd whisper to ourselves, I wish she was dead. I wish she was dead. We would say stuff like that under our breath. You remember talking back to your parents? I don't. I remember talking back to my parents under my breath. And why did we ever get spankings and they told us not to cry? That hurts so bad. That just hurt bad. You, the crying's going to come, but you got to, don't, don't, shut your mouth. And then you got to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And you remember that cry? All kids cried the same way. It's like driving a truck. <laughs> Oh, man, so much of that. And so everybody has about the same story. But most of it had to do with us and our manners. Manners. So as we come back into church now, if you've been reading this sign here, it says reload. For about a year, we had a sign here that said reset. Because we went through this tremendous virus that we've now, it says, ooh, it's coming back. Like that. So that virus was very... It was, it was deadly, and it killed a lot of people. While we were protesting about it, fussing about it, it was constantly doing its work. Today's message is one of those, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a teaching message, and it doesn't take long, but it does, um, it does require some specific attention because it's that thing that God is requiring of us that our parents required of us, and that was our parents required of us to talk to them. In a generation now where children don't have to speak to parents or speak to anybody, a child can be locked up in a room and can have a mechanical device. I want to say to all of you that dared, believed, and by faith walked in church today, I thank God for you. People said all the time, man, when church opens up, I'm going back. There are those who have had church as a way of life for years and said, as soon as I get old, I'm never going back to church again. And so they have committed to it. And so we say we go online, but we go online like we do with a good video. We watch it a little bit, switch from one thing to the next, try to get to the highlights of it. And sometimes we say it's not doing anything for me because life is not about highlights always. You got to live through those low moments to appreciate those highlights. So somebody can say and shout, you know, somebody in church will hear someone go, won't he do it? And then people go, yeah. Well, see, that's the highlight. But before you know he'll do it, you feel like he ain't going to do nothing. And then all of a sudden, 
what you worried about is now in the past. I want to talk with you for a little bit this morning, and I have to be very careful in this message. And one thing I want you to do is to be able to focus because we're going to be able to go out and do another service to our community and to our, to our nation and to our church. We thank God for the blessings that he has allowed to come upon us. So now, remembering we're here because we have to reload. Everybody say reload. I'm not going to have you to talk to your neighbor, okay? I'm not going to have you talk to your neighbor because I don't know if, if your neighbor's closer than you could imagine or all of those things. So I'm going to have you talk a lot to yourself. I want you to be able to speak because if faith cometh by hearing, you need to hear yourself speak. Now, I've been doing this for 50-something years preaching, so I am not in the business of trying to make myself popular or friends. I have to make the word of God clear. I found out a long time ago people go to church for two reasons. Okay, you figure out those two reasons on your own. One thing I don't want people to go to church for is so that they can try to find that everything we say has to be debated. We don't spend time debating. We just like to teach God's word. And so now here we are. Here we are at another great day that we live through, another month we live through. And we're saying, God, say something else to us. If you live long enough, you'll be one of those people that will say this. I know that sermon. I heard that before. Okay, and it's just like a person who decides, I know chicken, I've eaten that before. You, you still look like you're eating it. <laughs> there are just different ways of fixing that same meal, that chicken, that beef, that pork, and what else? Turkey and fish. Okay, that's about it. Those are the five meat groups, I think, right? And those of you into plants, I'm not putting that up here. All right, so let me be real clear because I want today to accomplish after we finish reading the message, I want a child to be able to talk to his friend on an Instagram message in about 30 seconds and say, oh, this is what he preached about. I'm not going to preach for 30 seconds, but want to be able to wrap it up in 30 seconds because somebody's going to be able to say, I went to church today and I didn't really learn anything. Somebody's here to see somebody else get excited, you know, because we have some people that are into spiritual pornography. You like to watch other folk get off in the Lord, you know. God said, I want, I want, I want to know what you're going to do with me. Don't come to church watching everybody else. I want to see what you're going to do. All right. So what if I were to tell you today that what we've been most fearful of, this pandemic and all of that, that God has blessed us to be able to have vaccinations, to get our bodies prepared to fight it off, uh, just like he gave us the Holy Spirit to be able to fight off sin uh, and the things that we wouldn't do. It doesn't keep you from, the um, Holy Spirit does not keep you from sinning, by the way. Right? Some people say, well, if I get the vaccine, uh, vaccine I still may get the COVID. You, you have the Holy Spirit and you still sin. Okay. You are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and still do wrong. And you got the best vaccine possible. You got the blood of Jesus. So let's don't put that thing over the blood of Jesus. All right? All right. So it sounds like I'm saying, hey, if I were you, I would take what God said. Someone says, well, I don't want the vaccine because I don't know enough about it. And Jesus was this, there was a story of Jesus and this man was blind and he sped on the ground and this dude sped on the ground. Jesus sped on the ground. This dude picked that spit up and wiped his eyes and became seeing. He may not have liked the method or the theory. He may not have even studied Jesus' spit. As a matter of fact, if he had his sight, he probably wouldn't have chosen that method. I ain't doing that, dog. Mm -mm. I'll just go get some glasses or a German Shepherd. I, don't, I just don't want to see. If you're going to have to. <laughs> it's 
the German Shepherd. If you, if you had to spit on the ground, I'm not going to take it because he didn't do enough research. But what he wanted was his sight. So sometimes when the Lord gives us answers, it doesn't come the way we want it. Amen. All right. This is not a campaign for a vaccine. This is a campaign for life because I woke up this morning and I was not dead. So here's this conversation happening in heaven and it's kind of like this. So God is talking and Satan is talking to God. And so they're both hanging out. They're not really hanging out, but they're both spirits. And so Satan is saying, you know, I know your kids and I know how they are. And God is saying, well, you think you know your kids. And Satan is saying, no, let me tell you, um, your, your kids, they, they just like you because you always do something for them. But if you wouldn't do anything for them, they wouldn't, they wouldn't really like you. And so God, remember that story he told Satan, well, have you noticed one of my boys, one of my best kids, one of my sons, his name is Job. And then Satan said, yeah, I've been, I've been checking him out. I've been checking him out. But I do know that the only reason Job is like all the way he is, is because you give Job everything. By the way, those of you that are listening before we start the sermon today, uh, being in God, you are guaranteed everything. Now, here's my point. Can you handle <laughs> everything? Yeah, I can, Pastor, but I don't know. It's bothering me that you're doing this. Get ready for it because one of the promises guaranteed being in God is I will give you everything that you need according to my riches in glory. Christian and I were in the store the other day and I wanted to buy a certain pair of pants. He said, I cannot let you come and buy those pants. I said, wow, I think they're very cool and I like the shoes that go. And she said, they're knockoffs. I didn't know what a knockoff was. Liz, as long as it looked good and wasn't too tight on my ankles, I was fine. God said, what I'm going to bless you with, it won't be knockoff. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you what's valuable because you're valuable. But all I want in return is one thing. Can you please just thank, just thank me. Really, God? That's all? That's all I want. That's all I want. So today, let's do a sermon. Let's do a sermon. Um, it's going to have a title, but the whole message is going to be about manners. Some of us are God's children. No, sorry. All of us are God's children. But some of us are so rude to him. So I want to talk about manners today. Have you ever been around kids and, and they were with their parents and you said, ooh, if that was my little boy. Just, just that thought. You even wanted to keep them for about a day. Let me keep, let me keep them for one day. For one day. You, you just felt like in yourself because you could not tolerate how that child behaved in front of their parents. Parents are not always, they always, we make decisions, we make mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. But I guarantee you, as a child, you were not a mistake. You were here because God wanted you to be here. And I don't know how God got you here, but you need to thank him right now for bringing you here. The way you walk, the way you talk, your weight, your height, your color, all of it, all of it. Your mom and dad may not have ever even been together. Well, they were together, but 
You know what? Forget that. That ain't my business. So anyway, let's go to the scripture now. Remember, I want you to be able to explain this really quick. God and Satan are having this conversation. And Satan knows that you're really hustling God. You lied about if things ever get better, you're going back to church. He knows you were lying. And because you know God is forgiving, you just went along with the deal. You said, God, if you give me a job, I promise you I'll never miss church. He, Satan knows you were lying. God was saying, I'll, I'll trust you with it. Okay, God, if you ever pay this off for me, I'll never waste my money. Okay, Lord, if you give me a job, I'll pay my tithes and offering. You know, if you bring my mom out of the hospital, I'll pray. You know, if you just help my baby come out of the hospital this time. God, if the test is negative, we'll never do that again. You'll get that next week. And so Satan is going, they're just playing you, God. God said, no, they're trusting me. And I love them because they're my kids. Ready for the scripture now? Are you ready for the sermon now? Okay, we were just making sure that people got set down so that we can start. Okay, in the book of St. Luke, 17th chapter, 12th through 16th verse. Okay, here we go. He, being Jesus, entered into a village. As he entered into a village, ten men, all lepers, they met him. So he goes into this village, and all of these people had COVID. I mean, leprosy. Okay? And all these people with COVID, I mean, leprosy, met him. All of them were infected. All of them were. So they met Jesus, and they kept their distance. Six feet, social distance. So they, they stayed away because they knew that what they had was contagious. And what they had, if you would breathe on people or get it on people, they could get infected and they could die. So all of them met Jesus. They went into the village because they had to be by themselves. And they met Jesus, and they kept their distance, but they raised their voices. Their bodies were infected, but they were able to speak even through their mask. Because with leprosy, you had to stay covered. So they raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. God, we're sick. We're dying. Can you please help us? We're poor. We're suffering. Have mercy on us. Taking a look at them from a distance, he said, go to the chapel and get your vaccine. I mean, I'm sorry. He said, go, show yourselves to the priest. We don't want to show ourselves to the priest. You're Jesus, man. You can heal us. Come on. Quit tripping. Oh, you're going to treat us like we're nasty too. No, but I'm just giving you something to do to see how bad you want what you say you want. You want me to do for you what I've done for others the way I did it for them. But I'm going to give you a different set of instructions. Go show yourselves to the priest. That means we got to go to church. That's where he is right now. You, you mean we're sick. First of all, we can't go public. We got to keep our distance. But he says go to church. 
Go show yourself to the priest. Well, he's down at the church. We can go show yourself to him. Because when the priest certifies that you're okay to come back into society, that means that you're healed and now you're no longer contagious. Everybody say amen. That's the way this story goes. Go show yourselves to the priest. But we're not healed yet. Go show yourselves to the priest. But we're not sure. We haven't had our second shot. Go show yourself to the priest. But I have a, my mask on. I've been around my car. Go show yourself. You said have mercy on you. Okay, I'm telling you what to do. You are calling on me and I'm about, y'all going to miss the sermon. It's almost over. You're calling on me and I'm giving you instructions. You're saying, God, I need help. He said, go show yourself. It doesn't make sense. You're telling us to go public and we're already infected. That's why I don't believe in this church stuff now. That's why I don't believe in this Jesus stuff now. If you really love people, if you really were for us, you would just bless us and heal us, man. We're already embarrassed. All of us, we're all together. All of us are sick and we're trying to come to you. Everything I just said to you is not written in the Bible. That was a bad attitude that I just said to you. Instead, he told them, go to church while you're stinking, while you're nasty, while you're infected, and while you're contagious. He didn't say go get cleaned up first. They said have mercy on us. He said go. How would you like to call on Jesus? And Jesus said go. Go means I've got something planned if you want to follow simple instructions. Don't wait on it to get better. Mm. Go while it hurts. The Bible said, the Bible said two words. They went. This is a Bible teaching ministry. And as much as I want church to be exciting, it has to be real. I can't compete with the vibes and the negative energy. I got to teach God's word and let him bless somebody personally. They didn't argue with him. They went. And watch the rest of the scripture. And while still, meaning before they got there, while still on their way, they became clean. Nikki, they didn't get cleaned up after they finally made it to church. They followed his instructions, Kevin, and he told them, go. While they were going, they started out like this, and the Bible said, while they were going. It got better. They started out limping, and while they were on the way, they got their step together. So how many of them got their steps together? How many of them went? All of them. So how many of them so far became clean? All of them. However, one of them, when he realized that he was healed, he did what? Touch somebody and say, I turned around. No, see, the reason you're here today is that there may be friends of yours who said, I'm not going to church. I'm not going back. I don't believe in the word. I don't trust the preacher. I don't trust the church. But somebody said, wait a minute. If he said, go. I don't know how many of you have ever looked at yourself lately and noticed that you've changed. 
One of them, when he realized it, see, here's a key for a lot of us. We've been blessed, we've been healed, but we don't realize it yet. Uh, maybe Siri said you weren't. Maybe TikTok says you're not. Maybe the Instagram says you're reading too many other things. But he realized that he was healed, and so he turned around and came back. Remember that argument about that God and Satan were having? Your kids just want you for good stuff, man. When they get better, your kids don't come back. I said, no, my kids love me for real, man. And so 10 of them were sick. They all got healed. One came back. We all heard this story before, right? That's why I can just talk it like this. Okay? And when he came back, he wasn't being all shy, kind of embarrassed to be back in church. The Bible said in the Oak Cliff version, he, he acted the fool. But that's not in your Bible. That's... No, no, because sometimes we come to church, folks say, it don't take all that. Honey, it depends on when you realize it. It depends on when you, one day you'll realize it. And when you realize it, ah, you just. Now, like what I just did right there, see, that wasn't necessary to a lot of people is. But see, I realize now, I realize it. I don't care who's with me. I don't care how many people call me my friend. At some point, when things go down, you're going to realize, wait a minute, all these fools are gone. Ain't nobody but me and you, God. So here I go. You're going to realize one day. But when they're through using you, when it's all over, and you're still standing, God is telling Satan, watch my boy, watch my boy, watch my boy. He don't need a lot of folk around him. He's coming back, and what's he doing? He's shouting his gratitude and glorifying God. And then he got there. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful he couldn't thank him enough. And the sad part about it is he wasn't even one of Jesus' people. He was a stranger. Is it amazing that strangers respond to our God better than we do? We've been in church all our lives. Some people who just say, God, I'll trust you. I'm just finding out about you. They're not afraid to shout and tell him thank you. All of them were sick. All of them got well. One of them came back. So I just want to talk to you today. I'm talking about you, that one that came back too. I I, I don't want to pretend that the whole church is getting it. I want to talk to you. This may be your first time back in church in years, whoever you are. For somebody else, this could have been your last day ever in church. Satan says, after today, it's over for you. And you just realized, but God, baby, you got to keep winning. If I told you to go, that means I've got plans. And if Jesus told you to go, that means Jesus expects you to make it. If, no, come on, come on. I, I got I to teach some people that are still. If, Elizabeth, if Jesus never tells you to go, he doesn't expect you to make it. But I guarantee you, if the Lord said go today, Elizabeth, just for you, God has a word in here today. If nobody in this entire church is listening, you could be the one that God said, I need you to go, Elizabeth. You don't know anything. You don't know anybody there. And in Elizabeth's case, She's a Samaritan. Why would God tell a Hispanic-looking woman, I don't know if you're Hispanic or not, but you just don't look as black as me. So why would he tell a total stranger to look online because I want you today to be healed. 
Now you're going to see a whole lot of folk who never miss a Sunday, but they still won't go. And then you're going to be in a room with a whole bunch of people who were just like you, who were on their way somewhere else, and God said, go show yourself to the priest. Well, he's a man just like I am. I'm not telling him to heal you. I'm telling you to go find him. That's, that's, that's the sermon, in case you missed when I break it down. Now let's go to the book of Thessalonians. And Thessalonians, so that's part of the scripture, and that's the other part of the scripture. And uh, normally the preacher reads the scripture straight through and then give the subject. But because I know that we're very time sensitive now, in case anybody has to leave early, I want you to at least get the message. So this time there's a guy named Paul. And Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, 15 through 18, in the King James Version say, See that no one render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. He said, Rejoice evermore. Don't do this stuff right here. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And then he says, in everything, give thanks. For that's what the Lord wants you to do. Well, my mom died. My dad died. He says, in everything, give thanks. You don't thank God for your mama dying, but since she has passed and since the son is dead and since daddy died and you still have breath, I want you to thank God right now in the midst of it. He said, in everything, give thanks. And we got a simple subject that I want you to remember today. Which kids are yours? Which kids are yours? Now, the rest of the message can be pretty simple. For, I say over 58, 60 Sundays straight. 60 Sundays, three times a day. 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 6 p.m. I sat here. And preached to chairs. There were no seats in them. I mean, no people in the seats at all. I still wore my suit. I ironed my shirt. had my shoes shine. I made as if people were still going to be in the building because I knew I still had to be in the presence of God. And I thought, God, if I'm in your presence, I still want to look my best for you. See, it's easy for people to come to church when a bunch of people are there. And for years we've done it, 30 years, people... Four buildings we've had now. God bless us to preach. Preach. People love the church. They use it. And the world, the world loved the church. The world loved it for its own uses and its advertisement. And, ooh, we had popular radio shows, TV shows. But when all hell breaks loose in your life, you're going to find out one of these days that there ain't nobody that will do you, do you like Jesus. I mean, yeah, man, where wants you, boy, they, they want you. And then one of these days you'll look up and you'll realize the only way that people can persecute you is for what you were doing for Christ. Remember these words, only what you do for Christ will last. And so here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. I want everybody to focus here for just a second. The thing that bothers us the most is that sometimes when it comes to being a Christian, we serve this God who is like our parents. There's a word. Everybody say this word. Say the word etiquette. See, etiquette is one of those things. It kind of, uh, it's how we're measured in our character. Uh, a person can either be uh, rude or, or, um, or, def or refined. A person can be polite or impolite. A person can uh, uh, have the ability to be nice or mean. It's, it's all kind of based on etiquette. Our parents 
wherever they are, taught us a few words. I mean, if you say the word please, somebody taught you that. If you say words like excuse me, someone taught you that. And when you say the word pardon me or thank you, someone taught you that. Those are words of like etiquette. In this scripture that we read in Thessalonians, Paul is teaching the church about etiquette. He's saying there are some things that you're going to do to prove that you're the father's kids. Have you ever heard news from somebody and you say, well, now my child will do a lot, but that. I'm not, I'm talking to the wrong group. No, y'all, y'all talk to the internet folk. Yeah, no, that, now that my son's not going to do. That my daughter wouldn't do. Now, I don't know what everybody would do. People say, you don't know your kids, but that. Somebody say that. That, see, I know. My child wouldn't do that. You can accuse him, whatever you want to accuse him of. But that right there, that's not my boy. That's not my daughter. So God knows that in your life, there are a lot of things that the enemy will accuse you of. But not thanking him, that is not you. Now you might steal a little. Because you said you were going to tithe and you lied. You ain't gave him nothing. And your bills are still paid and you kind of figured out, well, wait a minute, I didn't even give a tithe. I still didn't get put out. Okay. God's not going to take it from you. Satan says, I'm a thief. I'll steal it. You may have cursed a little. Okay, wrong crowd. You know, there's, but, but when it comes to being thankful, God is saying, wait a minute. We, we, we got manners. We've got etiquette. We don't go before the Father and not say thank you. There are some people who don't have any manners. Let's just talk about manners for a minute. Okay? They want you to do what you want them to do. There are times now when a kid can walk right across your foot. And not say, excuse me. Old school grandma around will say, hey, hey, hey. Didn't you see that woman's foot there? Yep. Sure did. What they're expecting you to say is what? Excuse me. But if it hasn't been taught, it can't come out. Sometimes people will, and the world will ask or expect you to give them everything they want. But they'll never say please. There are those who will take you and everything about you for granted. Without one single word of thank you. I gave a message last week and in that message I said I think one of the rudest things that we've ever, I've ever noticed in my life now is how people can ask you for money, for anything. And then text you, thank you. I am so proud that God doesn't answer texts. No, 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 no. When you text a prayer, you're talking to somebody else. God said when you pray, you say some things. And the one thing that breaches all form of etiquette that just cuts down to the core 
is when somebody gives you something and you don't say thank you. What's the subject this morning? Which kids are yours? God is saying to the enemy today, my kids are the ones that say thank you. My kids are the ones that are appreciative. You may have all the position that you need. You may have all the clout you need. You may have a, be a very wealthy person. A lot of people really admire you. You could have, uh, you can be smarter than any of your peers wherever you work. But if you don't have enough class within yourself or enough sense to say much obliged, if you don't have enough learning to say thank you, something is seriously wrong with you. Now, sometimes when the preacher preaches a word, they said, you know, I liked him until he said that. That's okay now. I have learned that people that I thought would love me, loved me but didn't love him. I want you to love him. Okay, cool. So if ever a person leaves church now, you're leaving him. You're not leaving Ricky. When he... And I have to be real specific in how God wants me to teach this word today. When, when, when you can't say thank you, something is wrong with you. I got to confess it. I don't know why and I can't imagine why a man would be able, not be able to say thank you. I don't get it. I guess I think some people say they don't have the ability to say thank you. They don't worry about how people, or what people had to go through to bless you with something. Somebody can give you $5. It could seem like, oh, you got thousands of dollars. They never know what it took to get that $5. Sometimes it had to be that they may have had to suck up some pride because they may not like you, but they have to be obedient because God spoke to them to bless you. Have you ever wondered how many people blessed you that didn't really like you, but they just didn't say it? You know, the Lord said something. David said, you know, he prepares a table. <laughs> I got to eat with my enemy. Come on, dude. Well, well, why? Because that's what my kids do. That's what happens in this story, right? There are these 10 guys who have leprosy. And nine of them walked away healed. But one of them came back to say what? Thank you. Man, that was so cool. I, I tried my best to find another way and reason for this guy to come back. I'm thinking maybe he came back to, to say, you know, now if I go get my cousin, can you bless her? If I go get my sister, can you bless her? You know, me and my old lady fell out once since I've been having leprosy. Can you hook us back up? Can you take us to some counseling? <laughs> you know, one of my daughters then got mad at me when my ear fell off. She went and sold my ear. It's just anything because the man had leprosy. No, as I researched and we counseled him, he went back and just said, Thank you. Okay, we're going to be out of church here in a minute. But I do want you to understand that today, of all that you could do, the next time you decide to go to anybody's church, make up in your mind to go back and thank him. Satan told God, them jokers, soon as stuff opens up, man, they ain't coming back to church. God said, oh, no, they will. Because he knows your heart. Satan said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to open up other options for them. And right now, God is waiting for one of us. I mean, those of us who act like now we've moved to different neighborhoods. we got nice cars. we got very nice homes. We move. I'm too far from church. you got new cars. You're supposed to live far from church. <laughs> <laughs> 
so you can drive in. The further you drive from church, the more you upgrade your car. If you live six or seven miles, you go get you a what? Kia. Right, sister Lord, you get a Kia. The further north you go, the alphabet grows. BMWs, Mercedes, Lexus, because you can drive in. How do you know you're going to make it? Because Jesus said what? <laughs> Remember, your old car had leprosy. You remember? And it was going down 635 and you were trying to be, and you had to make up in your mind either listen to the radio or use the air. You can't do both of them. So why am I going to church? Ask your kids, kids, Dad, why do we have to go to church? To say thank you. Just break it down to them, y'all. Let's stop forgetting all these old rules and rituals and all this stuff that people say, well, you know, and then, well, my friend says that they don't, and Jesus was black and God was green and, uh, and the moon hung upside down and we need some symbols and we need to cross our legs and uh, look, why are we going back? Because, baby, we used to have leprosy. Daddy, what's leprosy? We used to be broken. Tell them the truth. We haven't always lived like this. We weren't proud of even how our family came together. But I'm going back Sunday, honey, because I want to thank him. Is this simple enough? Really? Really? Oh, gosh. We want to hear our choir sing. We want to hear our band play. We want to watch our ushers usher. We want to take communion. We want to see all the things. We want to sit in the church. We want to watch the fish. All those things are extras. He, he said, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, I'll add all this other stuff. But when you get there, dude, tell him I'm not going to sit with my girlfriend. I'm going because I want to what? Because that's good manners. And our father taught us manners. I said this some time ago. A couple people got upset with me, so I'm going to say it again because it must have worked. Sometimes you go to church and you really, really in love with somebody, you can't really always sit right next to them. Not if you really, really. If this gets indecent, tell me about it later. So, because if you really, really like somebody, you know, the word of God get good. You know how people go on touch, you know, in church. Right? I'm trying to thank him. <laughs> and, Liz, is this bad? Is this okay? And so somebody, you know what I'm talking If you really like them now and they touch you, then all of a sudden here he y'all go church out early. Come on. Because that's a distraction. <laughs> now, if you don't want to hear about this, you come to first service. Second service is like wide open, y'all. I'm serious. Okay? And, and so, but when we go, we go to what? That's, and that's the message. 
Because when you thank God for things you can't see, it's God's responsibility to make it happen. But I don't want to thank him. I don't see it. If you thank him before you see it, it is God's responsibility to make it happen. That's called home training. And all of us that love the Lord, God gave us some home training. He brought us out. He delivered us. And God blessed you. If you would just tell the truth. If you would just tell the truth. Break it on down, man. You were not where you are now. You struggled. You weren't name brand clothes, but you don't have your light bill. You drive a sweet, wonderful car, but somebody else is making the payments. But the Lord says, I'm not even interested in all of that. What I want you to know is you started out crippled. And as you went, you got better. I want right now, if, if anybody, I just need three people who got better to just give God a praise. If you got better, now if you didn't get better, don't join in with us. But if you got better, oh yeah. Now y'all look around, look around at the people who got better. That meant they started out with leprosy. They started out with COVID. They started out busted and disgusted. But as they went, somebody's looking in today through how is IBOC doing? Tell somebody, we're doing better. So much better. Since we laid our burden down. We tried to carry it. God said, don't touch it. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. God says, if you touch the mess that's going on around you, I'll have no part of it. Because if you touch it and I touch it, I'm going to get messy. And God says, I'm not messy. So according to the scripture, according to the scripture we read now, we're going to end this because I got I to gotta do this and then this and then this in three and, and five, ten minutes. Okay. So now he's saying practice etiquette and good manners. Then what I want you to do is I want you to be able to prove to people you're my kid. Some of you that are fighters right now, if the teacher calls home and says, uh, your baby scratched a little girl in class. You're going to go, mm. Some of you will go, what? That's not like her. But those of you who have raised that little bad girl, <laughs> this is what you're going to do. Teacher calls. She scratched the little girl in the face. What did she do to her? See, you already know that's your. <laughs> and they're going to call you up to the school for a parent conference. A social distant parent conference. Because <laughs> they don't want you in the building coming in there with your COVID self trying to fight. So you get out the car with your house shoes on. Got your mask on and your rag. And they won't let you pass the plastic. I need to see the teach. Now you're showing the child's manners. And sometimes kids will not tell you. You know why they don't tell you things? Because they don't want you to go to the school. Let's flip that. Are we having fun or are we mad? Has, has anyone ever not wanted your, your real mama or your, real, your other grandma to go to the school? Don't, don't raise your hand right now. Not this grandma, but you got another grandma, not that grandma. I'm not telling that grandma. Because this grandma, nice, but that other grandma, she... 
I heard her say some things before, and I just don't want to take the chance. All right. So let's get back to having some more fun with the Word of God, because the Word of God is fun, and it's a great teacher for us. And today God said earlier, just teach him, if we're going to reload, y'all, we got to start coming back up here and we thank you. We can have a bunch of events. We're going to have a lot of different concerts here. We're going to bring this. And I, the other day I just talked with another Hispanic pastor, that entire ministry over there, that 2,500-seater building, you know, God told us 10 years ago, don't sell it. Okay, ambassadors of Christ are using the building now, but we're going to also put a Hispanic church over there. Whole Hispanic church. And ain't no need of you going over there because you won't understand nothing. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Sitting up in the way, don't give no pesos. No pesos. Well, okay. What? You stay across the street. <laughs> but why? Because God says, I need to make more room for those who want to do what? Thank him. Are we trying to raise money? No, we're trying to raise the kingdom of God. How do you raise it? You reload. How do you reload? You go back to the basics and say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So here's what he told his children to do. He said, my kids, first of all, God's kids, we don't render evil for evil. These are going to be real fast. Now, everybody in everybody's family got somebody who can fight. We just, let's just go on. Don't look at them now if they're in church. But, but they're going to fight. They don't care. They're they fighting about church. Church, start, church ought not be on Sunday. They ought to move it at Saturday night. You know, you know just all kind of thing. God, God says, God says, what I don't want my kids to do is to get into a payback philosophy. I don't want my children to live a Christian life on a payback system. I don't do that. We don't do it. It's easy, but he says, my kids don't do that. Oh, no, no, no. They did that to me. Oh, we coming after you. God didn't say come after them. He said, you go and I will cleanse you. You don't know that they believe God. You don't know that they live for God. The world is waiting to see how you and Christ are going to handle your next crisis. You walk this thing and you say you love the Lord and now you're in the streets fighting. God said don't have anything to do with that. Let them call you coward. Let them call you chicken. Let them call all this. They're going to say all that stuff. You've heard it before. But they're going to call you blessed. Amen. Now, here's this thing right here. Don't render now, where did I get this from? Did I make this up? Where did I get that from? Remember, everything here is taught by the word of God because people will say, that's his philosophy, that's just his thought. No, it's straight word of God. So the one thing Satan wants you to do, just don't believe the word of God. Okay, so now that we hear his word, now this one right here, I told the first service when my grandson was a two-year-old here at our school system, which I think is one of the greatest school systems in America, and you need to go ahead and put your kids in our school. But he was two years old. I think it was two. He's going on two. And his first report card came in, you know, being over school. I just kind of was a little questionable about it because you get like E's for excellent and, and S for successful and P for passing. And my grandson came home at two years old and, and they were starting to read it too. And he had a W. And, and I said, you know, try not to be. Because, you know, I'm the boss, but I still just want to know. I called Sister Fight into the office and Sister Fight. Um, 
why did Caden get a W in reading? She said, well, Pastor, because we're work, we working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. I'm bringing this up because this, this, this number one, look at me. I'm telling y'all, and you're, I'm still working on this one. <laughs> okay. So I got a W in it. I'm a winner. But I'm still. Now I'm going to erase this in case the internet folk watching and they're going to try to. They, okay. I, I'm, I, but I'm still working on it. I'm closer than I used to be. But I have to learn not to do evil for evil because that's not good what? Manners. Somebody does you wrong, you can't go around talking about getting even with them. We can't do it, y'all. God's not going to bless your reloading. Look around this building right now. This is what reloading looks like. Satan took a pulse of this ministry. Satan said it's dead. God says, I see a pulse. It's still alive. We always talk about resurrections, but there can't be some resurrections unless there are some deaths. Sometimes things have to blossom and things fall off so you can find out where the strength is. God is requiring all of us now to be the strength. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is going to leave everybody snag a tooth and blind. God says, I have a new command, commandment that you love one another. Can everybody say amen? amen? All right. Second thing that Paul says is not only do we do evil for evil, he said, my kids rejoice. Now you can walk into a group of people and you can find out, he says, and this is just things, okay? Uh, is church good today? If you are one of his kids, it is. If not, you want me to entertain you. You want me to do some things and make some music and jump up. And all of that stuff is praise. And we do all of that here. But if you're going to reload, you need to reload personally. We need to learn how to rejoice. Go back and get your joy again. I don't know about you, but I don't have time to come. I don't like going to church and all of those places and, and I can't rejoice. I grew up when sometimes folk would start praising God and wanting to cry in the Lord and, and they, Elizabeth, they would get a fan and start fanning them. The tear didn't even make it past the mascara and, and just, you know, and you're getting ready to praise God and somebody take you out. Hey, I'm not through yet, you know. And so we, there was, nobody could praise God and, 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 and sometimes we just have to say, look, I came to the one place that I can say thank you, Jesus, out loud. I can clap my hands. I can lift my hands. I can say, yes, Jesus. I can say, thank you, Lord. And they won't think I'm crazy. I can't do this everywhere. But please, when I come to church, don't shut me down. I came to rejoice. And if God's looking in on this service and Satan is saying, look at your kids. He said, my kid over there, you don't see her. She ain't loud. But look, she's doing a little rock. She got a hand wave. He's saying, thank you, Jesus. They got a smile on their faces. Some folk come to church, sit up with your arm folded, man, never say amen, never smile, never pat your foot, never moan, never groan. And you know God brought you out of the pit. I mean, I can't just sit in there for two hours and do nothing. Lord, look, I came because I wanted to say thank you. I came back to say what? Thank you. I came back to say thank you. The man had leprosy, but he came back to do what, y'all? Thank him. He didn't come back to pop block or dance or show out. 
did anybody come back today to say thank you? Lord, I'm not fully vaccinated, but I want to say thank you. That's just what the pastor thinks. They just fill y'all head with all that stuff. You don't have to have all that. Of course you don't have to have all that. But let me show you how you fussing with God here. He said, make a joyful noise unto. Your noise is not to be. Go, Ricky. Go, Ricky. Hallelujah, Ricky. No. It didn't take me long to realize that when I thought people were coming to church because they loved the Lord, some were coming because they just loved the pastor. They loved the pastor's wife. They loved the pastor's family. But as soon as they got mad at me, they took off. Why? Because they didn't love God. Boy, that's quiet right there. Ooh. But he said, make a, he said, make a joyful noise. David was trying to tell us how to get out. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with what? Frustration. You ever been to church and saw a frustrated usher? You walk in, get, get on, here's some chairs over there. You ever been to church and watch a, a frustrated praise team person singing, you know, God is. What you mad about? Frustrated. Frustrated. No, we serve the Lord with what? Gladness. We're glad to be here. And then come before his presence with what? Singing. Know that the Lord, he is good. It is he that made your funny looking head. And you didn't make yourself. Quit complaining about your body. Quit complaining about the way you're built. Learn to live with it and thank God for it. Do the best you can with it. I don't care how heavy, how skinny, how fat, how little, how black, how white it is. Use it to praise God. Hey, if they can't praise the just, just do it. Listen. Just praise God with what you have. You know what? When we go to church, so Elizabeth, let me tell you this, Elizabeth. In the black church, a lot of times, when we praise God, sometimes the music will go, and black people will we like, we like, I'm just saying about our culture. We praise God, and we do like, this is a dance. Like we go, hey, but some people, you know, you do that when you're young, Elizabeth. Then we get older, it slowed down, and they just go. Because this right here, mm. After COVID, don't nobody want to do that. We picked that COVID weight up. We were like, hey, hey. And that's it. But whatever you do, do it for who? For him. Let me tell you why this is important. Some of y'all grew up with parents and your mom would, dad would call you in to do what? Okay, I'm the daddy, you the son. I'm just sitting in the living room. Hey, Mike, come in here. Dance for me, baby. Dance for me. Dan, no, Dan, Dan for me. Uh, do that funky chicken. Uh, uh, uh. See, y'all ever had your parents to do that? Anybody parents used to just, well, wasn't that frustrating? They sitting there smoking and stuff and want you to dance for them. Because your mama loved you. When I had you to myself, I didn't want you around. Do that Michael Jackson, Ricky. Do that Jane Brown. I had to do all of that. And now that I'm a grown man, God said, come here, son. Dance for me. Dance for me. Dance for me. I bless those legs. I bless those arms. Can I get a witness in here? Anybody God ever told you to dance? I'm sorry. But that's why we do that. Because nobody was there when you had cramps in your legs. Nobody was there when the tissue got bad. Nobody was there when they told you you couldn't move and then God healed you. And so why are you always on your feet now? Because I thank him. 
That's why Satan's always attacking our bodies. So we come to church, we just chill. God said, no, my kids, my kids rejoice. My kids make a joyful noise. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with what? If folk can, if the devil can stop you from coming in church, when you get past whatever was on the outside, Okay, I'm going to play a little game with us right quick. And I, I'm, okay, yeah, I'm on my COVID time. Okay, so it's Fair Park time, right? So you and your mama, your mom's going to take you to Fair Park. Because when we were little, that's where we would go. We couldn't go to Six Flags. Don't even try it. So go to the Fair Park. And there's something about when you were little, you're on your way, you're getting close to Six Flags. I mean, go to the Fair Park. When you get close to the Fair Park, how many of y'all used to do this? Your mama said, slow down, slow down, slow down. The closer you got, the more excited you got. I don't know who you were this morning, but stop walking in church like this. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Let somebody watching you on the outside go, what's going on in there? Why are they all in such a hurry? I don't care if it's early. I don't care if it's late. When you enter, let's do something. Let's reload. Let's reload. Let's start coming back like God. I want to be the first one to dance. I want to be the first one inside. Go into his course with praise and be thankful unto him. Bless his name. Okay, also the last thing here, my kids pray without ceasing. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? We don't render evil for evil. Tell, tell, listen, repeat after me. We will not fight back. Don't have to. Say it again. We will not. Fight back. Don't have to. See, why don't you fight back? Because those are God's kids too. That man on the job that you can't stand, that guy belongs to God too. I can't stand him. I want to hurt him. That's still God's kid. And maybe God has you there to help convert him. How many people are really frustrated because we're not acting like they expected us to act? What else does God's kids do? We rejoice. We're, we're going to be the ones that say amen and thank you, Jesus. And I don't care if folks say she's just showing out. So let them say what they have to say. You didn't say anything. I would not want somebody faking church to outdo me. I don't know what God's done for them. Oh, but I know. I know what he's done for me. And the third thing he says is let's pray without ceasing. The devil hates it. When we pray, God knows that as a child of God, we're going to learn one thing. If we don't learn anything else, we're going to learn to pray. The devil is never satisfied when peace is in the house. And when you pray, there's peace in the house. He doesn't like that. The devil hates harmony. He hates harmony in your family. He's the author of confusion. The Bible says pray without ceasing. That means don't ever stop praying. Prayer still changes things. And you ought to pray for your family. You ought to pray for the person sitting next to you on your row when you come to church. Just try it next Sunday. When you come to church or tomorrow night at Monday school, when you come to church, look who's on your row. Even though they're in a distance, pray for them. What if you come and you're sitting on death row? That hurt a little bit, but I'm okay. What if you're sitting on death row? What if the person on your row is declaring death? 
No, seriously. That, that person, their, their son's dying, their mom's dying, they don't care, they're suicidal, I don't care, I just want to die, and I don't mind. And that person's on your road. Those are spirits. What if right now, what if right now you're sitting on death row? I don't care if she's cute and looking good and hair's all laid. I don't care about all of that. Sitting in their minds on death, on a death sentence, and you have the power to cancel it. Now watch this. I want to give you something. This is how we're going to practice. I don't mind doing this because if you come back next week, you know why you're coming back. We're a word church, bottom line. Anybody wants to check out and see how we're doing? Great. Fine. But let's learn to practice this. Do this. Just repeat this after me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I speak life to everyone around me. You're done. That doesn't mean you got to call the person down. Hey, lady, you suicidal? All right, I'm just asking. Excuse me, sir. You trying to kill yourself? <laughs> All right, I'm just asking. But when you come in, just speak life all around you. I said last week, sometimes I like to be around people who've been tried. The reason sometimes we're going to fellowship because we don't sit with people who've been tried. People who've been tried, you sit down and you say, hey, has God ever done anything for you? Oh, yeah, I almost died in surgery. Oh, good. Let me talk to you. Because I want to be around people who know why I thank him. So remember, the message today is real simple. God is saying, get around people and be the person that practices good etiquette. We all grew up with people that go, thank y'all. Got on your nerves. Because it should have been you. But now nah, you cool now. You sophisticated. You got a little goatee. You got a little mustache. It ain't yours. You put one on. You got some hair growing. You got some nails for a minute. And you too cute. And that's all right to be cute. Thank him for being cute. I don't have a problem with you being cute. I'm glad you cute. Be cute. Whatever that means. But let's not let that take away our manners. Y'all, we're just kind of, if we don't watch it, we're going to be downright rude people that's been blessed. Remember when you first got your car? How you thank God for you called everybody. Now you won't even pick up anybody to bring them to church. And I know some people you don't want to bring them to church because when you bring them to church, they want you to take them somewhere after church. You know what? <laughs> but you can still thank God for that car. Every day, thank him. So... Here's a story I'm going to tell you at the end of the message. A lady one day went shopping. This is a true story. I mean, it's true, but I'm going to make the story into something that will bless us. She was in um, London, and she bought this very, very beautiful cup. Uh, China, that's what it's called, right? And it was so beautiful. She bought it, and when she bought it, now, now I want you to put yourself in this story. She bought that, and... When she bought it, she talked about how beautiful it was. And she looked at it, man, such a beautiful, beautiful cup. And she talked about it and she talked about it. She admired it. And when she put it in the car, she unwrapped it and put it up on the thing there. And all the way home, she kept talking about how beautiful it was and how, how nice it was. She really admired that cup. She took it home and put it over on the little cupboard, on the little nightstand, I mean. And she all day just admired it and admired it and admired it. And then when she went to sleep, she had a dream about that cup. 
the most beautiful cup in the world. And while she was dreaming, the cup talked back to her. The cup said, I'm tired of you complimenting me on how beautiful I am. I don't even want to hear anything about that anymore. I'm sick of that. Ever since I've been with you, all you do is talk about how beautiful I am. What a beautiful, wonderful cup I am. And all these wonderful things you want for me. I'm a cup. And I'm tired of being complimented for how beautiful I am. The cup said what you don't understand is I'm not what I used to be. I used to be nothing but clay and dirt. But one day, there was a master craftsman that got his hands on me. And he picked me up out of the mire. I'm talking to the cup in here for a minute. I'm talking for somebody. He picked me up out of the clay. And I didn't understand it then, but he would beat me. He was tough on me. He would shape me. I didn't understand then, but he would do all that beating and shaping and bending. And then he put me in this kill. And he was, it was so hot. It was hotter than I ever imagined. And then he took me out of that heat and he molded me. And then he painted me. And I didn't understand then. But I understand now that had he not been a little tough on me, I would have had no shape or form. And had he not let me go through the heat, I wouldn't be worth holding anything. And had he not painted me, I would have no identity. So before you compliment me, realize that had he not let me go through some things, I wouldn't be what I am now. So I can't fall in love with everybody calling me beautiful. Because you don't really know what I went through. Because if you just backtrack my life, you like what you see. But if you saw me before he got through with me, you would have walked past me too. So, when you see me, the cup said, just thank him for me. You made it to church today. Let's start with step one. Either you're coming back, you came back, you're going back, or you're still on your way. But remember, you're here because he said of all the places Jesus told them to go, go show yourself to the priest. Well, he's down at the church and people are there. I want the people to see you. You see, there's something about people seeing you once God has been working on you. Are y'all ready for this? Come on. You no, know, really, you're going to miss it because here it is. Once people see you and God has been working on you, you do something to change their lives. Here's the moment and we're done. God is asking you a question this morning.
How high can I lift you? Without losing you. How high can I lift you? Without losing you. I want to take you to different levels. I really want to bless you. But it seems like every time I bless you with something, you fall further up. You go further away. How, 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 how much? How high can I? I like cartoons. Robin, can, you, can I have five more minutes? It's 1157. I get three minutes here. I like the road run and the coyote. Do y'all remember that? I'm going old school for a minute. Young people, just trust me. It was a cartoon. Nobody got killed. Nobody got jacked up. But there was this road runner. He would always get away from this coyote. And the coyote, the coyote always had this scientific method. The coyote was, was, was like Siri. Or, I don't know. Coyote Siri. <laughs> coyote was like an internet dude. He, he had all the answers. He strategically, he had everything figured out. The coyote was, was like super smart. Theoretically, he had it all geometrically figured out. He knew every angle that he could use in order to always try to catch this roadrunner. And so what would happen is he would set up a trap. Whoa! I'm not going to preach this, Liz. I'm done. And he would set up a trap. And when he would set the trap up, the coyote would go and hide. And when he would go and hide, the roadrunner would sit there, see the trap. He'd get close enough to the trap, and then he would give out this signal, beep, beep, and he would leave. And when he would leave, the coyote would see the trap still set. And the coyote would come out to see what and the trap would just destroy the coyote. But every time the roadrunner was so cool, when he got close to it, the roadrunner would go, beep, beep. In other words, coyote, watch this. Beep, beep. And he'd take off. Listen to me. Satan is sitting up right now. Trying to lay out the next trap for you to fall in. Let me tell you. What you've got to do is the next time you know you're falling near something the enemy, you just got to lay out a beep, beep. It could be hallelujah. It could be thank you, God. Whatever your word is, beep, beep. And, and you got to warn the devil. I see it. And the trap you're laying for me is a trap that's going to be used against you. But that ain't why I told that story, Sister Fuller. I told that story because it used to mess me up. Because that, that, at, at some point, I'm going to tell you the truth. I started rooting for the coyote. Because I got sick of that road runner getting away with everything. Brian, I'm like, just catch him one time. Just let me see what you're going to do. Catch him. Never caught that road. And it finally dawned on me. <laughs> the road runner could never, ever, ever, ever lose because 
it was written in the script. <laughs> Man, that doggone coyote was trying to use the internet. And God said, if my people, which are called by my name, would just... Um, but it's a, see, if you want to deal with God's people, you got to get the script. And, and the script that already said, we win. We fall down, but we get up. We get stepped on, but we shake it off. We get lied on, but we come back. We go down, but we reload. Why? Not because I'm so good, but because it's in it's in the script. It is written that I will be the head and not the tail. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Thou art with me. When my enemies and my foe come against me, they stumble and fail. It's written. So, this is a fixed fight we're in. So, in between rounds, instead of getting mad, just say, thank you, God. I lost round two, but the fight's not over. <laughs> I got cut. I'm bleeding. I feel like quitting. But can I hear somebody say, the fight's not over? Can somebody say, I'm still standing? And that's all God had to say to us today. Right now, if you're in this room, let's do something different. Satan laid a trap. Uh, we almost fell into it. God said, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't, 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 don't. Beep, beep, let the devil know I see it. Teach your children. Hold your peace. But if I shut up, I'm going to look guilty. Gonna look wrong. Folk gonna believe me. But if you speak, they will know whose side you're on. God told you to hold your peace. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now you got to. You ever been in one of those fights and you want to take your jacket off and fight one time? And your cousin or somebody said, put the jacket back on. You can't whoop them, okay? You've almost been about to fight and wish, wish somebody would break it up. God said, read the script. You win. I'm going to say a prayer with those of you who want to say, God, I want to be known as one of your kids and I want to give my life to you. The message is over. The sermon has been taught. But somebody walked in here today, maybe you had leprosy in your mind. Maybe you're like, I don't care what they say. I know what I know and I know what I'm going to It's all cool. Nobody's going to argue with you. Good, great, thank you. But remember, all we taught you in this Instagram message, the 32nd message is this. God and Satan were having this conversation. Satan said all you want, God for it, it's good stuff. Bless you, all that stuff. Don't believe it. They don't really love you. Da, da, da. God said, no, my kids are thankful. Then we went over here and we got a scripture. And there were 10 men who all were sick. Remember God and Satan's conversation. 
okay? That's, that's not biblical. I made that up, but it came from the book of Job, okay? This part is written. That part is written, but it was between him about Job. So over here, the Bible says, now, okay, here is the deal. These 10 guys were all sick. And they all got healed on their way. But on the way, they were still nasty. And I don't know how many steps it took. But before they got there, they got better. And one of them, that one sitting in your seat, said, shoots. I'm going back because I just want to say thank you. I don't want to be a disciple. I don't want to be on the team. I don't want to go across the water, but I just want to say thank you. And then God says, if that's my kid, she's going to keep rejoicing. She's going to keep praying. She's not going to fight evil for evil. No, the minute she takes that ponytail off and those eyelashes off and those high heels, that she, you just switch sides. Now you're in a flesh and blood war. Satan's going to kick your behind. Put your heels back on. Put your lashes back on. As a matter of fact, go from 12s to 25s. Take your ponytail, put it back on. Put your front, front wave lace, lace front, tap, tap, you know, or get you a band that make it look like the whole thing. Put you some press-on nails so that you won't scratch nobody. Get your dignity. Let them talk, let them laugh, let them make fun of you. But you keep standing because he said, I want you to pray without ceasing now. So that's the story in 30 seconds. God is depending on you. People are trying to see if you're making it. And your change is proven that you trust him. That's all I had to say. So I need everybody right now in the room to just repeat after me. And I want you to close your eyes because I don't want you to look at your cousin. I don't want you to look at your girl. I don't want you to look at your partners. And I just want you to say these words. Say, Lord, I thank you. However you fixed it up. Thank you for bringing me to church today. I heard your word and I receive you right now as my savior. In the name of Jesus, thank you. I'm giving you my life by faith. I know that I've got good manners. So thank you for blessing me and for healing me and for saving me in Jesus name amen now here's what I want you to do that was between you and God if you're online and you want to be a member of this church at the lower thirds of your screen you're going to see a way to join IBOC now that's how we operate and joining electronically during the pandemic <clears throat> somebody said nobody's coming back to church I need the whole church to say this with me. That's a lie from hell. Say, because I'm back. Now, I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm back. If you want to be a member of this church and you're here today, you can go on your cell phones right now and do it. You don't even have to come down here. Right? But I need you, because the Father said, I need to hear your voice, man. Tell me thank you. Tomorrow morning, tonight, on the way to bed. You start praying so much, some of y'all, you're going to start blessing. You bless your food. Remember when you used to bless your food? You used to bless your food. What happened to you? You go to all these old things. Now they invite you out in public. 
You sit down at these nice banquets. Oh, my boss invited me to this thing. And you start eating. Oh. You're not even supposed to be in the room. You're not there because you're good and you're cute and you got these hookups. You're there because God said, my kid's going to show y'all to pray. And you don't do it. You sit right down there eating stuff you can't even pronounce. And you forgot to say, thank you, Father, for this food. Because if they see it, they're going, what you doing? I'm just blessing the food, y'all, right quick. Thank you, Lord, for this food. And don't do all these old embarrassing, I'm embarrassed. And you're going to sit there and go, what was that? And you don't have to stand there with all and scream, Lord Jesus, we're at the omni, we're at the omni. No, you don't have to do all of that. But you were invited to pray. Come on. Oh, you're, you're so embarrassed you can't even bless your food in front of your friends who are non-believers. Somebody was waiting on somebody to have a breakout. That one that turned around and blessed the food. Is that you? Just think about it. You'll start praying so much that eventually you'll start praying over like a snow cone. <laughs> that lady give you a snow cone in the car window. Hey, thank you for all the food. It's about to melt. You get to praying in a... You'll start praying over now laters and stuff. Just now, peppermints. Father, thank you for the peppermint. It'll just become a habit to you. You don't even know it. All right. Right now, thank you for joining church, those of you that just went online to do so. And now we're going to do our offering. We're going to do offering. And while we're doing offering, we're going to hear our morning announcements brought to you electronically. And church is out. Now, when we dismiss church, this is how we do it. We're going to go out. And in the front lobbies, they're going to talk to you a little bit about T-shirts. All of you women in the Women's Fellowship, buy your T-shirts. Just give them $10 and keep on moving. Just keep it moving. They're going to get you in line. You won't have a line. But the rest of you, if you want your COVID vaccine shots, <clears throat> if you want your leprosy prevention, we have the vaccine for you. Now, if God has opened the door, don't fuss. Because the door is closed. All right? This church is the laboratory. God has provided the Inspiring Body of Christ Church to have its own medical facility now. And we're stretching it way wide. You need to expect every attack that's going to come against you. All right? And not only that, I want you to get every child, young adult, man, woman, married couples, all get prepared. God is about to do something in this ministry that is, it's, 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 it's more different than anything he's ever done in 30 years. Just be prepared. We'll be talking about it in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to do our offering. And those of you who want to get your vaccination, they're back there now. You go through these doors or get in your car and drive around to the chapel. You register by going to mcidiagnostics.com. Something. If you had your second shot, you know. We got it for you. Uh, if this is your first shot, we'll come back in 28 days again. We're always, the vaccination is always here. All right. Just want to make sure we're all on one accord. Our deep stores over there, main lobbies available, uh, fish and all, all that stuff is out there. And what we're going to do now is, hey, John Legend. <laughs> so now we're going to go um, and, and bless. If you don't on your phone, take your phone out and put down the Givelify app. 
And when you put the Givelify app on your phone, you can give there, or the baskets are going to come by if you're in the building. Those of you that are online, you know how to give online now, and thank you so much. If you're on a vacation, you're out of town, it's still time to give. All right, so we're going to bless the offering, and after we bless the offering, the screens will come on, and we thank God that our young people and all, they're constantly involved with the electronics here and all of the audiovisual equipment. Did God bless you with that word today? Thank you. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Tomorrow night, we meet right in here at 7 o'clock for Monday school. All right, Monday school is just the bomb, okay? You want to be a part of Monday school. All right. Father, we thank you for this offering. We thank you for the gifts that you have allowed us to give. We are not going to be selfish, and we're not going to be those people who think that everybody else is going to give. No, you said, God, that you give seed to the sower. So we can't lie and say we don't have it. We can say we spent it, and God, we apologize. We're sorry. But you gave it to us to sow because you want us to have more. Forgive those, God, who are jealous because we're following your rules and we're doing what you said do. And we do not apologize for being blessed. We want to share our blessings with others. In Jesus' name, amen. While you're there, pay attention to our announcements. Those of you online, watch your announcements. We'll be back to dismiss church in just a second. Don't sign off yet. So here are your trending topics for the week. If you want to know what is going on at IBOC, all you have to do is refer to our August Month at a Glance program. You can find dates and times for Sunday services, Dream Church, Monday School, Men's Fellowship, Women's Fellowship, and so much more. And we are also featuring our amazing U of D educators and administrators as they get ready for another anointed school year. Stay tuned because the best is yet to come at U of D. Hey, remember a few weeks ago we told you about an amazing student, Demarius Weber? Yeah, I remember him. All right, he attended IBOC schools. He just graduated from high school. He received a track and field scholarship, and he qualified for state competition. Well, two days ago, last Friday in Corpus Christi, we are proud to announce that Demarius won first place in the 4x400 relay. Congratulations. Woo! That's right, and today we want to begin a short series where we find out what some of our former scholars from IBOC schools are doing. Here is a brief update of a young journalist who is ready to conquer the world. Good morning, family. My name is Michaela Glenn, and I am a senior journalism major at Texas Tech University. I attended IBOC from preschool all the way through the sixth grade. Attending IBOC schools was a great foundation and instilled in me to always lead with great Christian character, conduct, and conversation. Some of my best memories were leading chapel, always having the best food to eat for lunch, field day, and being a part of the inaugural cheer team, 
where as captain, I learned my first leadership skills. To this day, I love reminiscing about my time at IBOP Christian Academy and staying in contact with all of my teachers. My plans post-graduation are to get my master's and start out as a reporter in a top 10 media market and eventually work my way up to Anchor. I would also love to do some producing. Thank you so much, Michaela. You are living proof that iBox scholars are changing the world. That's all that we have for today, family. Have a blessed day and all the glory. Goes to God. Praise the Lord, saints. We thank God for that word. Let's give it up for that great word of God that we received. We have a few additional announcements, and we're not going to belabor the moment. I'm going to ask Sister Bell to come up right now. Y'all give it up for Sister Bell. Thank you, thank you, Deacon Lynn. Good morning, family. How y'all doing? Woo! I am, as Deacon Lynn said, uh, Sister Yashika Bell, and I am a inspired, motivated participant of Wednesday Women Fellowship. Woo! So, ladies, what time is it? It's time for Wednesday Women Fellowship. It will be held, yes, WWF. It'll be held in three days. So that will be Wednesday, August the 4th. It will be here in person at IBOC at the restaurant, which you can access from uh, the Cocker Hill side. So again, doors open at 6.45 and uh, fellowship will start at seven. So I wanna invite all of you ladies, those are in person here in the church, those are that are online, come on out, fellowship with us with an awesome uh, array of women, Christian women, a sisterhood. So come on out again on this Wednesday. There will be food on a first come, first serve basis. And there will be fellowship. So ladies, come on out and do life with us. And again, as Pastor said, you can also pick up your new Wednesday Women Pink Fellowship shirts. Yes! They will be available in all the lobbies. They are $10 each, and it's cash only. So thank you, and ladies, I will see you on Wednesday. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Glory to God. Just want to remind you that tomorrow night we have what? Monday school, 7 o'clock p.m. Show up on Friday. We will have our men's fellowship once again at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, we also want to be in prayer for uh, the family of Sister Terry Griffin, a Living Sound Choir member. The funeral services for uh, Sister Rosalind Pullins will be uh, tomorrow, Monday, August the 2nd at 12.30 p.m in the Evergreen Funeral Home Chapel. So let's make sure to keep uh, Sister Griffin and family in prayer. We also have a praise report that Brother Stephen King is at home recovering from his hospital stay. And we give God all the praises for that. As Pastor has said, immediately after service, we will be conducting our COVID-19 vac vaccination shot. So if you want to get in on that, make sure that you proceed to the chapel. Pastor Russ, I think that's it. Benediction, let's pray. See y'all tomorrow night at Monday school. In Jesus' name, amen. God hey. bless you. Hit it. Let's get some shots going. <laughs>
Thank you for taking the time to receive God's word with us. You know that Pastor Rush always says, we don't want something from you. We want something for you. And as we reset, we pray that something was said or something was done in this service that encouraged you and inspired you to get closer to God. Now, if you're ever in the Dallas area, there is nothing like being in a live iBox service. We encourage you to join us for one of our Sunday morning worship services. The first service begins at 8 a.m. and our second service begins at 10 a.m. And we have a dream church service that begins at 6 p.m. So make plans to be at IBOC. And for those of you who want even more practical teaching from the Word of God, Monday School is a service that's all about being simple in the Word of God. It is a time where Pastor Rush breaks down the Word so that even a child can understand it. That's Monday School every Monday night at 7 p.m. Now, just in case you cannot make it to the church, you can view all of our services live on Facebook, YouTube, or our church website. You can log on and get your praise on at ibachchurch.org. Our Ibach Church website is the best source to get information and inspiration. You can find photos, videos, and lots of information about our church, our pastor, the University of Dreams, our world-famous aquariums, and so much more. We also have another way that you can stay connected with IBOC. All you have to do is text the words Pastor Rush to the number 31996. You can find our social media pages, recent sermons, the Reset Podcast, and so much more. Finally, family, we want to thank you so much for supporting this ministry with your prayers and with your financial gifts. When you give to IBOC, know that you are giving to good ground and know that your return is coming. If you're not able to give in the church, online giving is so easy. Just go to our website and click the words give now and donate your best gift. Now, don't forget to name your seed and believe God for your harvest. All right, family, that's all that we have for today. On behalf of Pastor Ricky Rush and the Inspiring Body of Christ Church, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for learning with us. Thank you for growing with us. And remember, only what you do for Christ will last. So let God use you today to inspire someone else. Enjoy God's blessings, family, and all the glory goes to God. All right, once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org. O-R-G. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time and experience the joy right here on Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush.